In the name of Jesus, can we can we mute our mics? Let's all mute our mics. Thank you, that's great. Um, please, if you have anyone or your partner, just um, I let them let them join the group um, the meeting now because I want to start. So please, I let them let them join the meeting right now, please. Let them join the meeting right now. Madele Masuka, Kabiza Lente, Iamentosa, Sozevira, Kumantri, Kidibra, Azebro, Shar Kabiranos, Metale, Zalube, Semani, Salagias, Devina, Gregosile, Trebina, Telem, Bragosaibri, Iveve, Surabite, Sheraki, Mabre, Isolamepia, Bezonse, Salagamante. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Sabri Ibere Uraski Briala Harka Merkazikra Asule Briaz and Lemanantegas. Thank you, sweet spirit of the living God. Mesa Suko Zabida Me Balon de Sakakani Kragia Sole Radame Tragazu Radis Arhari Kaburo Zebria Kuminte Meshubra Ozebra Alavia La Colia La Kavila Waisilia La Lokeri Colia La Kikaswala Avibra Meshubra alavia da kamazonte, monze ke kuzo kutobra abri ida bruzar ari rakaiskai vere kazura, meka bruza legaza. Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, have your way. Ivebe kuzebe yebeze gevenaske. Me shanama zendele. Speak to us, O God. Communicate your mind to us, O God. Let us be abreast and know what Lord you want us to know tonight. We thank you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, wow. Okay, good evening, guys. I trust you're doing well. And um, so I'm going to quickly take the assignment. Uh, I think I should quite random. Yeah, I think I should quite. Okay, let's see. Um, if you've done the assignment on religion, just put your hand up on the page. Just send or just send an emoji. If you've done the assignment, just send an emoji on the page. Do that fast for me. Just send an emoji, okay? I can see just one hand, okay, more. Please, let's be fast, let's be fast, let's be fast. Okay, that's interesting, that's interesting. So, about religion, I want to know your findings on religion. Let's, let's be quick. I have something to discuss with you tonight, but I want to quickly see your findings on religion. So you can, uh, okay, let, I'm going to ask at random. Yeah, I think maybe from those who have lifted your hands. So Wendolin, kindly unmute yourself. Wendolin, unmute yourself and speak to me. Um, what was your finding on religion? What was the conclusion you came to about Christianity in a religion? Yeah, what was the conclusion you came to? Wendolin, please. Unmute your mic. Yeah, please. I'm listening. Okay, so I found out that um, religion and the end point of religion that depends uh -huh. on the efforts of man. As in, man has the end point of religion, religion depends on the efforts of man, it depends on the export, effort, effort solely on the effort okay. of man. Okay, so like, um, 
in order to get to paradise or nirvana or it depends on what man has to do following okay. the rules and regulations of the religion but christianity relies on the grace of god uh-huh. like we cannot use our efforts to get to heaven or to uh-huh. get to um yes yeah, so it's about the grace of god that's what separates christianity from other religions and doesn't make it really a religion so are you saying that's what makes christianity not a religion or separate it from other religion because if you say separate it from other religions you are still saying christianity is religion okay that's that's what makes it not a religion okay so your conclusion is christianity is not a religion yes right yes please okay that's interesting um let's take someone else um vera Vera, kindly unmute yourself. Kindly unmute yourself and let me listen to you. Vera, what research did you do? What are the conclusions you came to uh, via your research? Kindly unmute yourself and speak to us, Vera. Hey, where is Vera? Hello, Vera. Hello, Vera. Okay, for whatever reason, Vera is not responding. Let's move on. Could you? Please, please I'm, I'm here. Okay, Vera, I'm listening to you. Okay, please. Um, I realized uh, when I made a research, I realized some uh, something. Uh, for def- one definition, given the fact that a religion is. So let's say a sect of um or a practice that has been laid down for people to follow with principles uh-huh. and um, um certain standards and uh-huh. um for christianity it's not just because someone what what she said someone should type that some down standards have been laid down now. for us it's more mm-hmm. or less mm-hmm. please i'm listening now it's not just um, following principles or standard, but it's more like a walk or a call into an experience with God. You're not just mm-hmm. following it. So maybe if Moses said you're supposed to follow this, mm-hmm. you're just supposed to follow it, but you're supposed to have a personal work with God. It's more like um, an ex- experience of one's lifetime. You're supposed to have an experience with God. You're supposed to come to an experience with God. And then with that experience, that is you're supposed to live and to work according to maybe the principles or standards that govern that particular um, uh, religion so christianity might not be like other religion want to be we're supposed to follow this a b c d as in maybe in this order but as uh-huh. your, a, a encounter with god that is when you're, you're able to um have that experience and that work with christ mm-hmm. okay that's that's great so what is your conclusion my conclusion is that um it's not just uh, following uh, principles or lay down rules or certain things that people so, might come no, out to bring or might bring out from their own findings so it's uh-huh. just an encounter with god that will lead. so is it religion or what how can we relate christianity and religion is there is a religion how can we relate christianity and religion vera to your own personal uh, work with him it's just a work with god okay okay um okay could you unmute yourself unmute yourself could you 
Um, could you, if you can hear me, can you unmute yourself and speak to us? Okay, could you just type in? Um, oh, okay, okay. So type it down for us, okay? Type it down for us. Could you ask a problem with where he is? So type it down for us, and let me move to someone for now. Um, who, 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 who? Okay, Rosina. Rosina, please talk to us. Religion. What do you think about religion? What did you find with your research? Christianity and religion. Is Christianity religious? Is there a religion? What can you say about it? Um, okay, so I found out that um, I would say Christianity is not a religion. Uh-huh. And I found out that there are some Latin words that um, are said to be the origin of um, the word, the English word religion. And we have uh -huh. religio and religio. Mm -hmm. And religio means to tie or to fasting. And religio means to respect, um, respect or devotion. And, and religio... You no, I, that's not the root word. Okay, you you continue. You continue. Yes, there are some words that are said to be the origin of the English word okay. religion. Yes, and religion was a recognition that men are often tied or bound to God in reverence or devotion. Uh huh. And it can also convey the meaning of being bound or tied to a set of rules and regulations, rituals or devotions, or to a cause, ideology or a routine. Uh -huh. And religion, religion is most often associated with repetitious rites. But uh -huh. the purpose of Jesus' coming was not to bind us or to tie us to anything. And in, in the Bible, Jesus clearly indicates that he came to set us free, allowing God to function through us. And he also said that, Jesus also said that, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So here, it says that like there's liberty in Christ. So we are not bound to anything. And also in Galatians, in Galatians, we find some scriptures that also um, explains freedom in Christ. So we are not bound to anything. That is us um, opposed to the set rules in religion. That's interesting. Yes. That's interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, um, who, who else? I want one of the guys. Hey, so... so I can't find the guys with emojis. So the rest of the people who have not sent emojis, that means you guys have not done the work. Um, that's what you are telling me. Okay, fine. Um, Philemon, what's uh, religion? What did you get from religion? What did you learn? What's, what's, what were your conclusions? Good evening, sir. Good evening. Thank you for the opportunity. I've learned that Christianity is not a religion but a revelation by God to man to walk okay. according to the purposes of God. But religion is an effort of man's pride to prove that there is something like God that they are worshipping. A scenario a like the Muslim of man's pride. Yeah, an effort of man's pride to prove that there is oh, something okay. superior they are worshipping. Uh, yeah, so, so a scenario like the the Muslim community, when it comes to Christianity, the person who we pass through to God has risen from the dead, that's Jesus. But when it comes to Muslim, the 
Muhammad that they are saying that is their leader or something like that didn't reason from their deck or didn't reason but they are still saying that they can pass through him to God and that's not possible. So when it comes to Christianity, the revelation of God according to the uh, resurrection of Jesus Christ proves to us that we are worshipping a true God and it's a revelation. Please, that's my research. Thank you. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, last one. Um, Derek, Derek, please unmute yourself and talk to us. Yeah. Hello, sir. Yes, please. Uh, so I, I I did a lot of research on the religion, and I asked a lot of people about it. So, so Christianity is a religion. So uh -huh. religion is is basically co connecting to a source. So we cannot recognize God without a religion. Uh huh. So you being re recognized that you're from somewhere is is religion. Uh -huh. And. In James chapter one verse twenty six, I guess. Let me take the scripture out. Yes, James chapter one. Verse twenty six to twenty seven. If any man among you seems to be religious and breatheth not his tongue, but but deceiveth his own heart, this man religion is vain. Pure religion is undefiled pure religion and undefied before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless, the widow, in the affliction, and to keep yourself unspotted from the world. So we could see that there's an unpure, there's a pure religion. Pure religion. Is, a pure religion, that is Christianity. But we could mm -hmm. see that religion is like, is, 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 is a practice that is bounded. In the okay. Bible, God didn't, God didn't refer to us as as Christians. When we when we look at the Bible, we, uh, Christianity started. The name Christians started from when uh, uh, a group of people were 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 seen to be um, at Antioch, yeah, yes, where they were like they were a Christ-like. But the okay. Bible, God didn't refer to us as Christians, but referred to us as sons. So Christianity. Mm -hmm. So I would say. Christianity is a religion, all right, but it goes beyond that. It goes beyond that because God sees us as sons, and son, sonship is a, a, a relationship. What God wants with us is a relationship. It goes beyond. Uh, Christianity is bound, but with sonship, it's more like a relationship, a culture. A culture. Yes, where we are able to relate with God more and able to know him more, to know his ways. Okay. So that's what I, okay. I found, sir. That's great. Uh, I think I should take one last, last one. James. James, what did you find about religion? Uh, Christianity and religion. Now, mm -hmm. if you did your research based on what you've heard, you have a problem. Because I've taught you how you study. You don't study with preconceived thoughts. Not because your pastor said it, so you are looking to prove it. So if you know you did your research like that and you were not open-minded, you were inclined towards finding what you want, then you have a problem. You didn't do the research work. Anyway, uh, James, we are listening to you. Thank you, sir, for the opportunity. Yeah. 
<clears throat> and what I found was Christianity is a religion, but it goes uh -huh. way beyond being a religion. It's not only a religion per se, uh -huh. but there are more being a Christian. And what uh -huh. I found was when you check John 3 3, it says, To them that believe, he gave them the right to become children of God. So it's about you accepting to be a son of God. So Christianity, in those days, they said people were following Christ. So it's more of like a lifestyle. Yeah. So although the world will classify it as a religion, but to us, it's our inheritance, let's say, it's a relationship we have with God. So I would say Christianity is a religion, but it goes way beyond um, being a religion only. Okay. Okay. That's that great. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. That, that's interesting. I think uh, most of you, the, the most basic form, sit down. You cannot sit down because uh, same old, I'm here with Phoebe, by the way. Phoebe and Mandy. You don't know Mandy. You know her soon. Yeah, so when we look at religion, I think you should have had um, the simplest definition for religion uh, when you were younger. You say religion is the way of life of a group of people. Okay. This should communicate a lot to you. There is a pattern of living. There are standards we live by. Now, someone was making her submission and said that we don't have um, uh, standards we are living by, like set rules, we are, but it's a lie. It's a lie. Don't forget that we were predestined to be conformed. So yeah, <laughs> I told you guys that the liberty in Christ, no, it is slavery. Hmm? When you come, uh, uh, when, when you have liberty in Christ, it is still slavery. You are a slave to righteousness, as Paul is going to put it in terms for you to understand. You understand? So we are bound. We are actually bound. The reason why a lot of people say, oh, we are not bound to certain rules and this. Meanwhile, the Bible tells us Jesus left us an example that we should follow after. So they say, oh, uh, we are being religious, and then they live their lives anyhow. Now, the word religion, the Latin root word is ligar, okay? And that's L-I-G-A-R-E. Is it? A, A, check, check the spelling for me. Okay, so, and it's, it is reconnected, okay? Reconnected to a source, okay? Yeah, I'm right. L-I-G-A-R-E, ligar, okay? Or however you mention it, whether ligare or ligare, I don't know. But then, we are looking at linking the human and the divine. You understand? So a reconnection. You should see that the whole uh, Jesus coming down here was ultimately to reconnect us back to God. The Bible says something in the book of Second Corinthians chapter 5. It says that God was in Christ reconciling the world. Please, whoever um, has turned on the audio should kindly mute himself or herself. It says God was in Christ reconciling the world back to himself. This is what religion talks about, that there is going to be a reconnection of humanity to divinity. That is from, now listen, the problem is that a lot of people make their own definition for religion. 
anyone gets up and he decides to define religion in the way he feels like defining it. So someone says it is man's effort to get to God. But in getting understanding words, you have to look at the etymology of the words, okay? That is why you have uh, concordance and all those things to check the root meaning. What does this term mean? You understand? Because we have so many philosophical um, definitions for religion. I've told you when we talk about religion also, we can look at the way of life of a group of people. You understand? So he says reconnecting. And whatever we are happening here, uh, Christianity is about, we still look at that reconnecting back to our source, which is God. Okay, that is the first thing. Now, when you look at the Greek word also, okay, the Greek word also is treskia, okay, T H R E with um, an accent. I think the one, the one that is uh, flat, it's how do you call it? It's E with an accent, okay. I think, um, okay, let me send it to the page for you. If if you check your confidence, all of you have confidence, so when you check, you find it, okay. So treskia, okay, and that um word there is also observance okay let me get the definition for you when we look at that word we are looking at an observance one we are looking at devout practice we are also looking at obligations okay relating to supernatural powers so we are just looking at the things we do in relation to a supernatural power any involvement that we partake in any involvement that we have in relation to a supernatural power I hope you know that the people who were at Antioch, the people didn't see them and call them Christians because they looked at their hearts. There was no way they could have looked at the hearts of the people. They didn't know the hearts of the people. Maybe what if Kweku uh, Bonsam was among them and he had just dressed nicely? Will he also be a Christian? No. But they looked at their pattern of living and then they called them Christians. So when you say Christianity, you must consider religion. Because they didn't look at the heart of the people. You can only say that this, our work with God, is much more than religion. Do you understand? You can only say it is that there is much more than religion. Because when the, the term Christianity came out, it came out because of religion. The term, that construct, relate, uh, Christianity, it came out as, a, uh, as it it. The Christianity that was said, it was because of the pattern of living of the people, the way they were doing their things. So observances, because they were connected to a certain supernatural being, there is a certain pattern of living they have. Do you understand? So you can't stand and say, oh, Christianity is not religious or it doesn't. There is always that religious component. There is always that religious component. Once I am because whatever you are doing, believe it or not, you are doing it in, rela in relation to God. You are doing it in relation to a supreme being. You are reconnecting. You are also reconnected, as we saw in the Latin word. Okay. So, Christianity indeed is religious. It's religion. But we must look much more than religion to see the fact that we are looking at the reception of a certain life in us. That is what makes Christianity different from other religions. That's what makes Christianity different from other religions. Because those people ha just have their religious practices, but they don't have the essence of 
those practices that means they have not become they just portray certain things that they really are not but when it comes to christianity we are looking at the fact that we are entirely changed the bible says if any man be in christ he's a new creature the old has gone the new has come do you understand remember god didn't call you a christian always remember that always remember god never came and said uh, these are the christians no but we have the life of god in us now this is one thing <laughs> this is one of the disadvantages of you saying uh, uh you pushing this agenda christianity, christianity is not a religion so you can live in it how you want and even when you say cried out it's contradictory because you say it's not a religion and now you are deciding to live after the example of christ the bible makes us understand that christ died leaving us an example that we should follow after we should follow after and what is that called religion okay now james 1 26 27 it says that um okay let me read from okay 26 if someone thinks to be religious okay not controlling his stand he's not saying that don't be religious he says if you are saying you are religious and you are not controlling your tongue but misleading his mind the religion is put out so the bible didn't speak against religion he speaks for religion he says that if you are you you you, you think you are religious and you are not controlling your tongue then you are not being religious and remember when we consider religion the idea is that we are um we are expressing or observing certain things in relation to the supreme power we believe in okay definitely god will pattern your life definitely there are certain patterns you will live after you can't live anyhow as a as a believer you can't live anyhow you can't live anyhow even the atheist is a religious person and they don't know they knew the christian you say you are not religious being religious now what a lot of people um, people say you are being religious is when they see people being legalistic legalism is different from religion do you understand legalism is different from religion i'm not going to go into that so you can research on legalism now he continues pure and undefiled religion before god the father is this okay so the religion god wants to see the 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 observances wants to see from you is that you take care of orphans and widows uh, and widows in their suffering and you keep yourself morally pure you see people saying that christianity is not about morality it is the life there is a huge aspect of morality in christianity you cannot be a christian and be immoral you cannot be a christian and be immoral but because people say christianity is not a religion now on the big four base they say oh it's not about morality it's not it's true morality will not get you to heaven religion is not what to get you to heaven you understand it is that you have accepted christ and had the life of christ in you but as part of that package of the life of christ in you there is a religion you follow there are religious observances you must follow do you understand me so he says keep oneself morally pure the reason why we have so many christians who are morally impure they dress anyhow they talk anyhow they think anyhow it is because they are after this notion that oh it's not about religion feel free be yourself god didn't call us to be put in bondage no our god says carry my yoke he says he says take my yoke when they place a yoke on you it is not freedom it is not freedom 
the freedom in the Holy Ghost is freedom against the things of the world and against the world. You understand? But when you come to Christ, this is the kingdom perspective. You come to see that we live in subjection to Christ. You don't live for yourself. You live after the life of Christ, the pattern of Christ. You don't live for yourself. This is the mind. This is this is what you you should come to understand by religion. It is not about you see the the reason why a lot of you have this notion is because many people have gotten up and brought their own definition, their own definition. They everyone gets up and because they are of great influence, as soon as they give their definition, everyone who is not studious in the word or is is not a researcher, you will not research. You just conclude. Wow. This man of God said this, and that is it. Then that becomes a mind. But now that you've looked at the words, the meaning of the word religion, and you see it is not what everyone is saying, you can see that, no, there is a problem with what people are saying. So it says pure and undefiled religion is this. Pure and undefiled religion is this. And then it keeps, keep one morally pure. When anyone tells you God doesn't care about morality, not a person that you want me to go to hell. You are leading me to you are leading me to Satan. God is very interested in our morality. That's why He speaks against sexual immorality, sexual impurity. That's why He speaks. He even talks about you being able to bridle your tongue. It is part of morality. Do you understand? And this is what is encapsulated in religion. So that's why we have. Pardon. Someone said something. Were you asking a question? Was anyone asking a question? Okay, let's continue. So, when we look at religion, please uh, don't deceive yourself. Okay, don't deceive yourself. Christianity is religious. Christianity is religion. It is the way of life. Christianity is what Christ life, living after the pattern of Christ. What is it? It is religion. But the focus is that. You just living after the pattern of Christ will not send you to heaven. You understand? Look at someone like um, what's his name? Nicodemus. He did arms. He 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 did arms. He was very good and all that. That could have been after the pattern of Christ. The way he talked and everything. The way you he he prays and everything. But then the angel sent someone to him. He needed to receive the life of Christ. He needed to receive. The life of Christ. That is why we have so many people who call themselves Christians, but they'll still go to, go to hell. Yes. Because they have just looked at the practice aspect, and they've not received the life of God. They've not received the life of God. Do you understand? That is the focus. That should be our focus, that we have the life of God. And then it is out of that, that these religious observances should come forth. Okay? Any way you are going to live your life, it's religion. It is the way of life. Religion is the way of life. So what is going to happen? This is supposed to be the focus of the believer. And this is what we should emphasize on. Man needs the life of God by accepting Jesus Christ. Then out of the heart, we'll find all life's issues. Okay, the Bible makes us understand that the heart, in the heart, we find the boundaries of, the, of life. Okay, so out of that heart, we are going to find all the issues of life, all the boundaries of life. Your, your religion is supposed to be parted by a life in you, by a nature in you. 
that is why we will have the pure religion because we have the nature of god in us and then out of that nature we have certain observances when you pray every day you don't know it is a religious activity you pray every day but the issue is that you are doing it from a certain pedestal of understanding and from a certain life that is it and they are having a different life which is not taking them to heaven so it's not religion that takes anyone to heaven all right it's not christianity that takes anyone to heaven it is accepting christ it's not christianity as religion that will take anyone to heaven it is you having the life of christ because being like christ in your activities is different from being christ in nature okay so i think that is it with that um we have a few minutes to go and there was another assignment okay i think i'll take this one tomorrow it says flee fornication uh, i asked about first corinthians chapter 6 verse 18 so we'll look at it later but then i wanted us to deal with something okay um i picked three interesting characters in the bible and i want to say something later about them um one is uza i'm sure you all know uza in the book of samuel and then we have saul also we have saul then we have nadab and abihu okay and these are all um, interesting figures in the bible now i think you should write this down as a topic i don't have any topic i'm just going to speak okay we we spoke yesterday and we spoke about apostolic practices so i think we should just continue okay we looked at apostolic practices now i want you to understand something the reason why we do what we do i mentioned this uh, i passed over it yesterday it's not because we can do but we ought to do so i will not teach because i can teach but i have to teach i am authorized to teach you understand a lot of people go doing certain things that they have not been mandated to do okay they've, they've not been mandated to do at uh, a, a, a certain season they just go ahead they do it they take things into their hands and go and do it but christianity is subjection to god that is the kingdom perspective that you live in subjection to god so you don't do until you've been told to do no matter how nice it looks you cannot help god you don't do god a favor you do what god wants you to do keep this in mind okay so it is uh it is a widespread culture in the church of today everyone is looking at attempt great things for god it's it's nice desire to do great things for god but you don't do things without the approval of god that is one thing you should take note because god is not looking at your sacrifice more than your obedience okay god is not looking at your sacrifice more than your obedience unfortunately a lot of people want to do the sacrifice and prove a point so the first lesson we take is uza now uza is this man who um in the book of second samuel chapter six notice second samuel chapter six verse five to eight okay second samuel chapter six verse five to eight and um i'm reading so it says and david and all the house of israel played you know the ark had been taken away from israel when the sons of eli uh took the ark to battle and they were defeated then eli broke his neck okay eli broke his neck and so the ark had been with the philistines and then that is where the their god dagon fell to the ground 
three times or so and got crushed and then they decided to return it to the israelites so david sent for the act to be brought to jerusalem and then we see in second samuel chapter 6 verse 5 that david and the house of israel would even on harps on salpish trees on timbrels and on cornets and on cymbals okay they were so joyous and he says that and then and, and when they had come to Nacon's threshing floor Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark of the lord and took hold of it but the oxen shook it this is the clearest of motives you can find that should show you god is not always looking at your clear motives this is the clearest of motives if it was me i would do the same because ah you can see the whole god his his house or his bed that is about to fall to the ground why should i allow it to fall in my, i i can't allow it to fall i can't allow it to fall the best thing best israel themselves they are very stubborn because they know this is not how the ark is transported they were supposed to be priests to carry it and they decided to put it on asses okay they, they decided to put it on oxen sorry and Please, what was the last thing you heard? Well, it was muted. Please, what was the last thing you heard? Please, what was the last thing you heard? Someone shoot. Oxen. Okay, good. So, Oxen. Okay. Okay. So, so the, you, you are looking like a whole god. Like, how will I let this god fall down and all that? And um, so Israel, Israel, I said they were stubborn. They were supposed to let priests carry it, and they decided to let oxen do that job. Now, God is going to fall. A whole God of the universe who uses the earth as his footstool, his footstool is going to fall. And in his clear conscience, he's thinking, let me help God. Let me help God. And I said, some time ago, I was watching a movie, and <laughs> I was watching a movie, and Angel Michael, was telling Angel Gabriel that Angel um, Michael uh, rebelled against God. He was doing something God didn't want. And then Angel Michael told Angel Gabriel, he's doing what God needs, not what God wants. And at the end of the movie, God rather punished Gabriel because Michael did what he needs. And this is a very diabolical movie. This is a movie that Satan sat down and wrote the scripts. Yes. So that he will make you think that you can decide to do what God needs. You choose what God needs and you pay for God. So that was Nakon. Uh, that, that was Uza trying to help God. Listen, you cannot help God. Keep that in your mind. You cannot help God. Even the help you think you are offering God, it is by God's grace you can do it. You understand? So Uza put his hand forth to the ark of God. Please mute yourself. Please mute yourself. He put his hand forth, and this is what verse 7 says. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah. God didn't look at the fact that he was, it was a sacrifice or he was trying to help. He says the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah. And God smote him there for his error. And then he died by the ark of God. Verse 8. And David was displeased because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah. And he called that place Perez Uza to this day. 
So God didn't consider the fact that he was helping him. A lot of you think what you are doing, you are just doing, I just want to impress you. I want to do something great for God. Like Uzzah was thinking, wow, you know, if I, if I make sure this thing doesn't fall, God is going to bless my household because I've saved him. Because I've, I've done something for God. No, it is not about doing something for God. It's about doing what God wants you to do. You understand? Let that be your focus. Let that be the apostolic mindset. Let that be the apostolic mindset. We don't do what God has not asked us to do. No matter how much produce we think we can get from it or how much results, you do not do it because God, uh, because you feel like doing it. You understand? Now, we look at another person, another case study. So, in the book of First Samuel, chapter 13, another interesting issue. The prophet Nathan, sorry, um, yeah, the prophet Nathan had spoken to Saul and said, Saul, I'm going to come to you, okay, and we are going to have make a sacrifice unto the Lord, okay. So, did I say Nathan? Samuel, Samuel, sorry, we are making a sacrifice to the Lord, okay, and then he had given him exact instructions from the Lord. Now, when you read from chapter 13, uh, verse 5 downwards, you come to understand that Paul was um, Saul was looking at people. It says that the, the Philistines gathered themselves to fight with Israel 30,000 chariots, 6,000 horsemen. So that, that was a great army. That was a great army. And he says that when the men of Israel saw that they were in a strait, and I told you what strait is, a narrow place, a side as an uncomfortable position, okay? For the people are distressed, then the people hid themselves in caves and thickets and in rocks and in high places and in pits. And some of the Hebrews went over the Jordan into the land of God and Gilead. And for Saul, he was yet in Gilgal. And the people, all the people followed him were trembling. So now Paul began, uh, Saul began to look at circumstances, began to look at what is happening around. So all of us look around and say, oh, the harvest is ready. Let me organize program. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Don't look at the environment and let it cause you to do something. The Bible says that we, and we, we live not after natural perceptions. Okay? We don't live after natural perceptions. We don't live after natural perceptions. Keep this in mind. So don't use your eyes and your ears and your mouth to decide that this is what God wants you to do. Hear from God. That is the place of your security. You can see that the first instance that we looked at, Uzzah got out of his place of security. Why? Because he was not following the revelation of God concerning the ark. There is a command of God that had already been laid. It says that when dealing with the ark, make sure the priest carries it. Make sure the priests carry it, not even a normal Israelite. Make sure the priests carry it. Do you understand? Not even just Levites, the priests should carry it. That was a requirement. But then he moved out of the revelation of God and he moved out of his security. We are this month, we've been dealing with fortify and we've been fasting. And this is one thing if you've not learned anything this month, one thing you should always keep in your mind. Anytime we move out of the word of God, we've moved out of our secure position. I've said this so many times to you. Anytime we move out of the command of God. So this is what Saul was doing here. 
he decided to move out of the command of God because he was looking at the situation around, whether good or bad. Do not look at the situation around and cause it to be your motivation to do anything for God. That is not how the kingdom works. The kingdom works by God's decree. It works by God's decree. Okay, so verse 8. And he tarried the seven days according to the set time Samuel had appointed, but Samuel came not to Gilgal. Gilgal, sorry. And the people were scattered from him. And Saul said, Bring hither a burnt offering to me, and peace offerings. And he offered the burnt offering. And it came to pass that as soon as he had made an end to the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came. Behold, Samuel came. Behold, Samuel came. Just as he was done. Just as he was done. It's quite unfortunate. And he says that, Behold, Samuel came and went out to meet him, that he might salute him. And Samuel said, What hast thou done? And Saul said, Because I saw that the people were scattered from me. So he was looking at the environment. He was using natural perception. He wasn't waiting for the revelation of God. He was using natural perception. He says that because he saw that people were scattered, he, he decided to do the sacrifice. He decided to make the sacrifice. He says that I forced myself therefore and I offered a burnt offering. It was an offering. An offering is generally supposed to appease God, like how what um, the first man, Uzzah, was doing. It was It's a something that should naturally appease someone. Okay? An offering is supposed to make God happy. Wow, sweet-smelling incense, sweet-smelling goat meat and everything. It, it was supposed to make God happy. He offered a bench of it. But someone answers to him, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of thy Lord, thy God, the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. And later he comes to say that God will prepare obedience than sacrifice. That's where we get the, the um, saying, obedience is better than sacrifice. So no matter the investment you do, if it is against the instruction of God, God is not pleased with it. What have you done recently that you know God is not pleased with? Because there are many things that we do. We rush. We rush to do many things. But God is not pleased with it. And in your mind, hey, you think when you go to heaven, I'm having a great reward. I'll stand beside Paul. Or maybe Paul will stand beside me instead. Because you think you've done it all. But God never sent you to do what you are doing. And God wasn't pleased with what you are doing. He said that he will, he will prepare that you obey him. Thou hast done foolishly. Though it was a sweet smelling sacrifice. He says, thou hast done foolishly. Why? Because you've not kept the commandment of God. So over your ambitions and your desires, let's prefer the word of God. We know you want to do so much for God. But some of you, God doesn't want you to organize one program in your life. Some of you, he wants you to go and sit in office and be working. He, some of you, he wants you to decide not to pastor any church. He wants you to just be doing normal evangelism. Some of you, so many things. Some people, I was speaking about something yesterday that do not, um, do not choose gifts over virtue and fruits. Okay, we should focus on fruits, not gifts. You see that someone just did one miracle, nah, clerical. Or nowadays, the normal thing we do is that when we have a music minister, they make the music minister pastor by force. Yes. So every music minister is now a pastor. Every now, 
ordained a pastor. Yes. Every music minister. Or they make them prophets or bishops or this thing. Because he sang and then 10 people fell down and someone broke their jaw. And then, wow, he has become a pastor. Yes. But God hasn't called that person to death. And you see, they'll give a church to the person or sometimes maybe not ordained. The person will become a self-acclaimed pastor. He has no roots of discipleship. Now listen, do not follow a man who doesn't have roots of discipleship. You should be able to trace the lineage of that person. You should be able to trace the spiritual lineage of that person. So if I'm here and I'm teaching you and you cannot know that this is my father, there is a problem. You should be able to trace. You should be able to trace. People get out of the blue. Bam! I am the ark prophet. And then everyone ran there because they saw two miracles. And God didn't send those people. God didn't send those people, but they wanted to do great things for God. They wanted to do great things for God. It is good to be ambitious and desirous to do much for God. And I pray that God will grant your heart desires. But until the word of the Lord gives you the go-ahead, relax. The last people we have is Nadab and Abi. They are very interesting people. The sons of um, Aaron, the two sons of Aaron. I'm sure you've heard this before. Um, strange fire. Yeah, you've heard that word before. When you read, let's go to the book of Leviticus chapter 10. Says Aaron's sons, chapter 10, I'm reading from verse 1. So Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, okay, took their senses, put fire in them, and added incense. And they offered what? Unauthorized fire before the Lord. That is the key word, unauthorized. Who sent you? Who sent you? When you went out there and you went there, you are going to heal the madman. Who sent you? That is why he slapped you. Who sent you? What? Yes. You went to a shower line that you were going to preach. No one sent you to a shower line. By the time you were done with the evangelism, they had evangelized to you. Who sent you? They offered unauthorized fire. They offered unauthorized service. Unauthorized service. You know some people, they just get up and they decide to challenge gods. They decide to challenge uh, principalities and everything. When they wake up the next morning, part of their face is swollen. It's not that God is not powerful or God is not watching. The thing is, who sent you? Who sent you? Because the word of God, okay, the security of a person is backed by the word of God. Wherever the word of God is, the provision of God is. Keep this in mind, okay? Wherever the word of God is, we find the provision of God. So if the word of God is not directing you somewhere, know that when you go there, there is no provision of God available for that. There is no provision of God available for that. So look at what happened there. Look at what happened there. Now, the, the result of Saul's attitude was that the kingdom was taken away from him. And remember, this didn't happen till he died. So sometimes some people, God has decided to, to, to reject you. But it will happen immediately. So you think, oh, God is, I'm all right with God. Or God is not pleased with what I'm doing. So you think, oh, I'm all right. Because Saul ruled a number of years before, um, <laughs> he ruled a number of years after this, before he died. Ruled a number of years. Okay. So you might live a number of years thinking God is happy about me. God is happy about me. And God is not happy about you. You are offering strange fires. So back to Leviticus chapter 10. He says that you offered unauthorized fire. And then this is 
what happens after that? It says, so fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed them. And they died before the Lord. See, fire came out. It, it, was, it was very plain. It was very strict. Fire came out. Fire came out. Fire came out of the presence of the Lord and consumed them. Moses then said to Aaron, this is what the Lord spoke of when he said, among those who approach me, I will be proved holy. That means we have to revere God in his holiness. He says, in the sight of all people, I will be honored. When you are going to approach God, honor God. And when you want to honor God, your honor is obeying God. Do you understand? Your honor and your love, your reverence to God is that you obey God. Because God will always prefer your obedience than your sacrifice. That's why Jesus says, if you love me, obey my commandments. Obey my commandments. It's a simple thing. The Holy Spirit just reminded me of something. Let's go to Acts 16. Let's go to Acts 16. And I'll show you something interesting in Acts 16. So that you, I have quoted all this from the Old Testament. So I want you to see the apostolic perspective on it. How are we as apostolic Christians supposed to live our lives, supposed to address doing the work of God? Okay. Okay, I can't even find my acts. Oh, Jesus. Uh-huh. Okay. So. Okay. Let's read from verse 6. Okay. Now, when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Isn't preaching the word good? It's very good. But he says, don't go to, you know where Asia is? Modern day China. Yeah, so even back at that time, God was saying, don't go to China. He knew that China, there, that place is uh, this thing. Says, don't preach it in Asia. Don't go there right now. Okay? Says, don't go to Asia. That was for that time. Please, now we go to Asia. If God has sent you, if God has not sent you, you, you go and come back in. A different form okay so he says preach he suffered them okay not to preach the word in asia then he says after they were come to myesia this is different from asia okay after they had come to myesia they are said to go to into bethania but the spirit suffered them not this is another place the spirit says no you cannot go here if they had gone there there is the possibility they would have lost their life if they had gone there, there's a possibility that the purposes of God concerning them would have been truncated. So it says, and they, and they passing by Mysia, came down to trust. I thought we evangelized to everyone. But you can see here, it's not everyone we evangelized to. So you don't just get up and say, I feel like evangelizing to this guy, then you do it. That is why evangelism for most people is not effective. That's why. Because we do it because we feel like, not because we are doing it by regulation. That doesn't mean you say God hasn't spoken to you. A lot of you, God is telling you to speak to the next person, but you will not do it. You will not do it. So they had to bypass Maesia and go down to Tras. Okay, Tras. And then this verse 9, very interesting. In a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man in Macedonia and he prayed to him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, this is the Holy Spirit directing them go to Macedonia. So, in serving God, 
we do it the way God wants. Did you get that? In serving God, we are supposed to serve God in the way God wants. That is why in the building of the ark, you realize when Noah was building the ark, see, see the interesting thing that happened. God gave Noah the dimensions. So it wasn't just about do this, but how do you do it? When do you do it? He gave him dimensions of doing, doing the ark. He gave him how you are going to bring the animals into the ark. When they were building the tabernacle, he also anointed Bezalel and Aholiab. He says that these ones have been anointed to do this because he wants it after his own passion, not after what you want. You don't do God's work the way you want. No. You don't do God's work the way you want. You come and find later in, I think, Acts chapter 19 or so, or 19 or 21, where um, Paul was told that if he goes to a certain place, the Jews will hand him over to the Romans to be killed. And he says that I am ready to go. I'm ready to be bound, hand and foot, because I'm already bound in the spirit. Okay. So he was going there by revelation. Whether he was going to die or not, it didn't matter. He wasn't looking for the good opportunity to make good impact. He was looking for the Holy Spirit opportunity to make the good impact. Okay, so this should be our posture as believers. You don't do because you feel like. We do not live after sensory perceptions. We live by the leading of the Holy Ghost. From today when we are going for evangelism don't look at this person and say oh this you see and i was going to preach one time and i saw this man he looked so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i was afraid if i go he'll hit me or insult me so i was looking for the small small children or someone my age or a little older than me or a woman i walked about one minute and then i i felt so uneasy i, I kept looking back looking back and saying hey you go you go. By the time I arrived, I had to go there. I knew if I didn't go to that man, God would have been displeased with me. He would have not been happy. I might have gone to another person, but I would have offered strange fire. I would have offered an unauthorized service. I had to go back to that man. At the end of it, we found out that the man wasn't sick. He gave his life to Christ. You understand? So if we want to look on the outside and used to judge our service to God, that would be wrong. God is king. God has the way he does things. We must be helped of God and let us allow God to help us in whatever involvement we are going to engage in even for him. Okay. So, God richly bless you and let's pray. We are praying that God should teach us to subject ourselves to his authority. That we will live by him, we will live for him, we will live as he will live. And we'll do what he wants, not what we feel like doing. In the name of Jesus, just lift up your voice. Kabrani Sabas. Zebarimina Pilagamisha. Holy Ghost. Barini Nekamase. That we will not offer strange fires. We will not offer strange services. Idamushanamase. We will not offer unauthorized services. We will not do what God is not doing. We will not do what God is not doing. We will not say what God is not saying. Anami 
that our labor will not be in vain. Some people will go to God one day and after all the things they have done, they'll say, I, I don't remember you. I don't know you. Where, where did you come from? Where did you come from? This work you are saying, you've done. I, I don't recognize it. You said you built 10 cathedrals for me, but I cannot see the cathedrals because I didn't send you. I didn't send you. They are saying that God is our labor. Let it not be in vain. Let it not be in vain. Let it not be in vain. But Lord, even as your spirit leads us, even as you impress on our hearts, Lord, let us do after your order in the name of Jesus. After your order. In the name of Jesus. In the Liga Malizo Taligarash. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that we are helped. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that we are led by your spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Sameme Lama. Sameme Lama. Limine Menda. Ramolun Trugomolingreafus. Sazavini Mentala. In the name of Jesus. Father Lord, we are grateful. We are grateful for your word. We are grateful for your life. We are grateful for your spirit. We are grateful for your leading. Lord, we are grateful, oh God, that today we are learning to live after you and after your pattern. We thank you, Lord, that we are not doing anything out of our fleshly desires or after our own lust or our natural perception, oh God. We thank you that we are led by the spirit of God. The word says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Lord, we function in the pedestal of sonship in the name of Jesus. Lord, that whatever we do, we are doing it with the kingdom in perspective. Not because we want to do anything for ourselves. Not because we want to do anything that we do like doing. But Lord, according to your purposes. Lord, there is not even one person here who is going to offer strange fires. Even by the Spirit of God, not a single one of us here. We will not do what you are not doing. We will not say what you are not saying. We will not go where you are not going. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So God bless you guys. Um, it's I love you so much. Make sure you do the rest of the assignments and you have a great night.